Welcome to Murder in the Black with Steph and MB. Murder in the Black. I'm your host, Steph. And I'm MD. And today we will be talking about Lonnie Pay. We have entitled this case, Truth is Stranger Than Fiction. Have you heard of that saying, MD? Oh, yeah. I have heard of that saying. I think it's just true. I think for this <laughs> case, it, <laughs> I think that it's true. I think truth is stranger than fiction. Yes. <laughs> no, and, and in this case, it definitely is. Sometimes things are, you know, my best friend, she'll always say stuff like, I, I couldn't make this up. I, I, I could not make this up. Like <laughs> You can't make this type of stuff you up. Can't make and this, this up. is what this case is. You just right. can't make it up. Nope. So what should our, our listeners be doing, MD? Well, they definitely need to grab their coffee if it's the morning and grab their wine if it's the evening. But either way, let's get into it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode from Snapped, season 24, episode 23, just in case you wanted to kind of fall back and go see it. Definitely go see it. Um, And Snapped has like, how many seasons do like listen, 35 80 like, listen, 90 we, listen we talked about this the last on we one did of our, one of our previous cases snapped is just it is gonna be here forever forever like, and ever and uh, because people keep doing stupid things <laughs> and committing murders you irresponsible people <laughs> what is wrong with you they're not going anywhere so yes so let's just get into who Lonnie was and how he ended up meeting Deidre. So Lonnie was from um, Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. He was born in 1963, had two older siblings and actually grew up on a farm, which I found to be kind of interesting because when I think of, of a farm, I think of down south. Which I think is pretty normal to think to think that, but to think th- that there are well, that's because we are down south, and <laughs> and I mean slavery was down south for the most part. So I mean slavery was also up north. It, it was just, it was it looked different. It looked different. It oh. wasn't they weren't they weren't getting cotton <laughs> <laughs> or tobacco. Okay, you know what? We're getting off. Oh, Come we on. are okay, okay. Get back on the really story. back in. So yes. He grew up on a farm and he was no stranger to hard work. Um, and because of that, because of that discipline and I think the consistency that it takes to help out, out on a farm and to run a farm, um, he eventually started his own construction business. And that was very lucrative. 
Um, and so he was able to afford a nice home and live out in the suburbs. And where he was was actually rent. It was a suburb called Randall. And this suburb had like multi half a million dollar houses. Mm-hmm. It was very, very nice. And he was just a person that loved to work. Okay. Which a hard I, worker. Yeah, a hard worker and loved to do work. Yeah. You know, like I can't relate. And then I can't either. So I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> oh okay. Um, but you know, in the romance department, he was a two-time divorcee and kind of settled on the idea that being married just was not for him, which yeah. I'm happy he... Well, not even happy, but I mean, I think he just kind of came to the conclusion, I'm not doing this well. Right. He wasn't the marrying kind. So I'm just going to enjoy my life, work hard, mm-hmm. and find somebody that maybe I can just, you know, date. Right. And so that person was Deidre Griffin. Now, I think it's important to note that the way that he met people was online, which is pretty typical, like, because he met her in 2012. And that is kind of the standard now. Like, oh, meeting for sure. People like you, yeah, if you want to um, try to date, you're, you're in the dating scene. You usually are on one of the apps, and they have right. an app for everything now. For like everything. Everything. You black, they got an app for that. <laughs> okay. You a Christian, they got an app for that. They got that. an app for that. You a country Christian, <laughs> they got that too. <laughs> it's crazy. So he he found Deidre on one of these websites, and him and Deidre quickly fell in love and kind of went pretty fast. Um, But Deidre was from Bay City, Michigan, which I had to look up because... We've said here already that we have family. Michigan is Flint, Michigan is our second home, but I never heard of Bay City. Michigan. Well, I had heard of Bay City, but okay. it's but you know it's not like Flint. It's yeah. not like Detroit. It's not like you know Saginaw. You know it's right. like the, some of the key. To, but but maybe to a Michigander that, it is right right because I'm sure you like people that are not from Texas. Mm-hmm. You know don't hear about Prosper. Right, you're absolutely right. Um, or Desoto. Right. Yeah, because I know when I went to college, they were just like, Where's um, DeSoto? You just say Dallas. Yeah, I'm from Dallas. But, you know, now we can say we're from Frisco because, you know, Universal's coming here. Yes. Congratulate us on that. Okay, back to Deidre. Back to Deidre. So, yeah, she was from Bay City, Michigan. So, the closest popular city that we looked up is Detroit. So, it's in close proximity to Detroit. Um, Deidre was just an outgoing young lady she was spoiled by her parents she was the only child so you know she was super spoiled but she had a good head on her shoulder she knew exactly what she wanted to do so she joined the arm army reserve which what do they do mda in the army reserve do you know i I don't they do some type of service i'm pretty sure okay so i'm thinking it's not active yeah it's not active duty or anything like that So anyway, after participating in the Army Reserve, she then went on to school at Penn State, where she worked on a degree in biochemistry and molecular biology, which that's amazing. You know, I feel like maybe that's a word salad, but I think that's pretty impressive. So she worked hard, received her degree, and then she went on to get a job at the University of Maryland. So that's obviously where she met Lonnie because Lonnie was living in Baltimore, Maryland at the time, and she became a healthcare administrator. Her career absolutely thrived. She knew exactly what she wanted to focus on. And the only thing missing was her love life. Right. So she that's like, when she, she meets like my careers together. Right. Now it's time to get my love life. Yeah. So she then meets Lonnie. 
Um, they quickly moved in with one another. And in May in two thousand in May two thousand fourteen, Deidre found out that she was pregnant, and this was in a surprise, like a real real surprise. Because me and MD often say there's no reason why you should be surprised by pregnancy. <laughs> In today's Asian time, right? Oh, yeah. And as, in a, as a full-grown adult, like, like I mean, you know, there are there are there times where like you didn't where you use protection, right? And you still got pregnant. Yes, but I think that just the I, the the act of sex pr- produces children, <laughs> and yes, we have technology and we have like you know medical technology exists now to help us not get pregnant if we don't want to right but it's not a hundred percent no birth control is 100 percent right and so it should never be one of the how did i get pregnant oh my god i was not wanting to get pregnant I mean, you know, I, that's happened to me where I was like, I didn't want to be pregnant. And I, I thought I did everything right to not get right. pregnant. But at the end of the day, I totally understand how I got pregnant. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. But for Deidre, she did have endometriosis, which, you know, it it really can, it can lead to um, infertility. infertility. So she really did feel like, and she had a doctor who affirmed it. Um, that she was not going to be able to have children. So her next step, actually, right before she found out that she was pregnant, was to have a hysterectomy. So that's when she found out she was pregnant. Wow. That, yeah, so it was a surprise for her. Yes, yes. And that's when she, she while she was, um, let's say she was surprised, she was also excited. It was like, man, I, I have a shot at something I never thought I was going to be able to do. Right. And she shared this news with Lonnie, but Lonnie did not see himself having children. Like we said previously, he knew he wasn't the marrying kind. He knew that she had endometriosis, which is infertility issues. And so he kind of figured he didn't have a problem there. Um, But he didn't want to have children. He didn't want to settle down because for him, having a child meant settling down. And he wasn't going to be able to have the freedom uh, to do what he wanted. And he just had decided, like, this isn't for me, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. I know marriage isn't for me, so I'm not trying to go that route. Right. And so he shared that with her. It was no secret he made, no secret about how he felt. And they abruptly uh, abruptly broke up and Deidre returned to Bay City, Michigan. She okay. just left. She was like, okay, I'm going to have my baby by myself and you can go on about your business. Okay. Because I'm gonna have my baby. Because I'm gonna have my baby. Okay. What I'm not doing is not having. Right, right. I'm gonna have my baby, which is totally fair. And Lonnie just for a while, they didn't specify like a time frame, but for a while he was doing his own thing. Right. But I think she was still pregnant. And she was still pregnant and still she was in Michigan. He was in Baltimore. They broke up. But his family was like, hey, Lonnie, like. Listen, Get it you together. don't have to have anything to do with Deidre as far as a relationship with her, a romantic relationship with her, but you need to... You need to have a relationship with your child. And, like, thank God for good family <laughs> right. and friends. And really what I'll say is good community. Right. Because when you have good community around you, they will check you when you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Lonnie was wrong here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, you may not have... Won- it wasn't in the cards, mm-hmm. like, right? Like, I feel like that's how a lot of these stories go. It, right. 
and the woman got pregnant and the relationship went sour. Right. And, and like, you know, okay, like that's fine. Like the relationship can absolutely go sour. Um, it's not in the cards for you. You weren't planning to get pregnant. You weren't planning to have a baby, mm-hmm. but the baby's now here. What are the we woman's decided it? to keep it. Right. Like, get over you that. Don't, right. You don't like to me, like making a decision that I'm not going to be in the child's life mm-hmm. is not good parenting. Like it's just not. Mm-hmm. And so kudos to the family for saying, get your life together. Get your life together. And he gets it together yes, just it together. in the nick of time. He, you know, talks to her, says he wants to be a present father. So she agrees to allowing him to come for the birth of their son in 2014. So she's like on board with coping. Yes. Yes. Well, yes and no. Because once he arrives at the hospital and they have the baby and they share these warm moments, they decide to kind of give their relationship a second shot. Give it a second shake, you know, because for whatever reason, people think babies heal relationships and they absolutely do not. They do the exact opposite (laughs) because they suck your life dry. I mean, I'm just saying. I love my kids. So (laughs) Deidre... And Lonnie, they give their sec- their relationship a second shot. So she actually, I think it's unbelievable the amount of times that she was like, I'm going back to Michigan. I'm coming back to Maryland. I'm going back to Michigan. I mean, and she literally does that because she like makes two or three trips back to Maryland to stay with him, try to see how the relationship is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just turns out that, you know what? They just weren't meant to be in a romantic relationship. Yeah, we missed our time. We missed our time. And she then makes another trip back to Michigan. And he decides that he wants to date again. So okay. where does he go? He goes back to the computer. <laughs> he pulls up that app. Pulls up his phone. And he actually gets into a relationship with a woman that he is super fond of named Wanda. And they take trips together. They completely fall in love. But... Something else happens. And be can you fill us in? Well, this place? is at this point when he's decided, okay, I do want to have a relationship with my baby, but I don't want to have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to move on. But I'm going to still want to, I still want to have a relationship with my baby. And so, you know, he's, he's trying to work that, that plan out with Deidre. But Deidre's like, absolutely not. We are a package deal. If, if you want to have a relationship <laughs> with this baby, then you've got to have a relationship with me. And, you know, Lonnie how felt like, yeah, Lonnie was like, no, I don't, I don't that's not how it should, it does not have to be like that, you mm-hmm. know? And so he takes her to court. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, the court system, historically, when it comes to custody, mm-hmm. um, no matter where you are, historically, uh, you were, you know, and you asked for the the kids. The kids almost always went with the mother. Like, was it always, always like that? Because is it's my understanding that like I'm early eighteen hundreds when men felt white men specifically felt that black people were property, and even white women were property. They were the ones who got the custody well i don't and, and, then, and at even, some point it flipped right and i'm not even going back all the way there okay you're just saying point, in recent history yeah because at that point women were didn't even have rights right. to like go to court true, true. but like when women could go to court <laughs> they were acknowledged as actual you know people mm-hmm. 
um, then, you know, typically went to the woman, uh, the, the custody went to the woman and really men didn't fight that. Right. You know, they weren't trying to fight, like take the child. I'm just going to come see the child. But, you know, time has evolved and depending on the state that you are, you know, you're in mm-hmm. and Michigan's more of a liberal state. Mm-hmm. And so they're more like, you know, although I think court systems typically do um, lean more in favor of the woman, mm-hmm. you can show evidence that that the woman is not in the best interest of the child. And that's the standard that they're looking at. Okay. What is the best interest of the child? And so but all that to say, he takes her to court. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's thinking this is a slam dunk case like she's gonna get custody mm-hmm. but he's not even looking for full custody yeah he's, that's what i was about to ask he's you. literally just looking to be able to have access to his child can i see my child like at least a, several times throughout the month <laughs> and <laughs> the court system is like absolutely you can mm. on july 9th they granted him visitation for five days out of the month and that sent Deidre into a spiral. She was completely beside herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she couldn't believe that this happened, but simultaneously she had to comply with the judge's orders. Um, and so she goes, they set up a day at the end of June that she's supposed to meet up with um, Lonnie in order to exchange the baby. So he drives up from Baltimore. Um, he's supposed to drive up from Baltimore and meet her at a police station in Bay City, Michigan. They're going to exchange at the the uh, police station, mm-hmm. uh, and she gets the baby and she, you know, heads to the station and she waits. But Lonnie never shows up. Oh my god! Yeah. So not only does Lonnie not show up, but then like a, a couple days later, on July first, two thousand fifteen back in maryland wanda his girlfriend Mm -hmm. is concerned because not only did he not show up to this police station to get the baby but she hasn't heard from him she hasn't heard or seen him and she's concerned Mm -hmm. and so she uh she hadn't seen him since june the 30th and so she you know is trying to figure out what's going on what happened um and the police, you know, she she asked them to do a welfare check. And so the police head over, they gain entry and uh, to to his home. They go in through the garage and what they see on the floor is Lonnie's dead body. So they find um, Lonnie's dead body on the ground. Um, that sm- that you know smell of death that every police always talks about when they when they find a dead body that's been sitting um, for a while just completely overtook them the moment that they you know raised the garage so they knew they were gonna see a dead body but they mm-hmm. weren't sure who but they sure enough they found this dead body um, it was uh, they confirmed that it was Lonnie had been there for about a week and as a matter of fact he was covered in maggots. Wow. Um, and when I saw that, or, you know, when I read that, I was like, where do these maggots come from? Like, I've always wondered, like, where do maggots come from? Yes. And I'm here to be the deliverer of bad news. <laughs> or, <laughs> or disgusting news. Disgusting anyway. news. So, so where do they come from, Steph? So they come from blowflies or household flies, which really grosses me out that they're household flies. Can be household flies, I should say. And they are seeking out prime real estate. And by prime real estate, I mean 
body cavities to deposit their eggs. And the one thing you need to know about insects like household flies, blowflies, they literally have a a very small gestational time. They It's very quick. They reproduce very quick. Their turnover is super fast. So they are seeking to lay eggs in things like your nostrils or your mouth or abrasions that may be on your body. And the moisture levels from those soft tissues, um, you know, it's just a good breeding area they're like this is amazing (laughs) i hit the jackpot in this it's a nursery habitat for young maggots to develop so that's the first stage the second stage of decomposition is the lack of oxygen so that's when you'll see the body starts to bloat um so the first area that bloats is actually your your belly and the reason why it's bloating is because you don't have any oxygen going in and out of your body right so this is when they say hey Beetles, come join the party. That's disgusting. (laughs) And beetles come in and they start to feast on the body. Now, the third stage is actually called active decay. This is when the body starts to deflate and the larva then starts to um, go to making various holes inside of the body cavity, eating away at your flesh. Um, And then you go into the advanced decay where they're just eating your flesh, eating your flesh until your body is completely deflated and then a skeleton remains. So, yeah. So they're the ones eating this flesh. Yeah. So just how, I mean, when you, and and I think that's a good, like, good piece of information to know. Like Like, that's how some of the But that's how it starts. Yeah. Because like a fly will come and then it tells its other fly friends, hey. And beetles. And beetles. Hey beetle, come join me. Let's do what God created us to do. Let's eat this flesh. It's gross. Okay. (laughs) So they see all these maggots. He's been dead for a week, guys. Right. All right. They find shell casings around his body that suggest that he was shot several times, but they're not sure. They think foul play was involved, but also... They don't know if it was just like an accident, some sort of medical emergency, and he just wasn't able to get to a phone, and so he died. They're, they don't have a lot of details. All they see is this dead body on the ground covered in maggots, and they can tell that it had been there for a while. Right. So that precedes the investigation. Yes. So the police start to try to piece together... Was there a burglary a burglary in progress? Um, but everything seems to be in its rightful place. I know the crime case we just recently did, MD, said that they try to look to see if things had been missing, like what people would take in a normal robbery, and they just could not find any evidence of that. But the one thing that was actually on their side is that Lonnie had security cameras all around his home. Okay, Lonnie. Come on, Lonnie. Yes. And you know, honestly, like really quick, Mm -hmm. like I think that (laughs) we have got to be mindful of that Mm. potential criminals out there listening in. Mm -hmm. Um, Please don't be a criminal, but but be mindful that there are so many cameras now. And even if there's not a camera on that person's Mm -hmm. house, there may be a camera on the neighbor's house. Across the street. Across the street. And it's catching this footage. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter because Lonnie actually had footage. Yes. And so they can't immediately access that. They actually have to take that into their data team to examine it. So they go ahead and send that off. But the first thing they want to do is to um, interview Wanda. 
um, because she is the last person. She's the last person that heard from him, and they just have to kind of rule her out. Right. She's noticeably upset, and she said that Lonnie planned on going to Michigan to meet his son. And the last time that they spoke, she actually spent the night on June 18th. Um, they were getting the essential needs for his son, like getting the crib, toys, pampers, all that type of stuff. And they were supposed to meet back up later to do more things, but he never reached back out to her. And she didn't think that was necessarily um, alarming, but it was just kind of like, okay, I guess we'll catch back up later. But when she never heard from him, that's when she triggered the police to come over and find out what was going on. So they kind of figured uh, she probably isn't a suspect. You know, they kind of rule her out. Uh, But then the detectives inform the family of the death and they tell them, we believe this is a homicide. We don't believe that, um, you know, this was a burglary gone wrong. We believe that somebody intentionally killed him. And the family was very devastated. Actually, um, Lonnie's brother was on the snapped episode and was just saying how he just never could have imagined that his brother would have died, you know, Mm -hmm. um, especially in this heinous way. So police asked the question, Hey, family members, do you know of anybody who had beef with him or had an issue with him? And as we said previously, he was a contractor and he had his own company. So he worked with a lot of people. And when you think about contractors, (laughs) sometimes you get angry clients who just, for whatever reason, worked, pleased with your work and he did have a couple of those so that gave the police the fuel that they needed to go try to figure out what was going on in his business right and so they also were you know find out from the family about Deidre you know so they find out that okay you know he also has this custody battle that he was recently involved in Mm -hmm. we know that Deidre's all the way in Bay City Michigan but you know maybe she traveled down here like we need to find out where she was you know so they're they're dotting their I's they're crossing their T's and so they they actually make a surprise visit they don't even like call Deidre they just like go up there to Michigan they're like hey on July 4th, by the way, they're like, you know, Deidre's all at a cookout with her family and, mm. you know, enjoying her baby. And that's when they notified her, you know, that that he had passed away mm-hmm. and that they thought that it was a homicide. And they wanted to know, like, would you come down for an interview? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she she's like, you know, not too sure. She had, she did hear about it earlier from mm-hmm. her, you know, from from other family that 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 this is what happened. But she still was, you know, like absolutely, I'll come. Let's go talk. You know, she lets them know that yep, we did have a relationship. Yes, mm-hmm. we were recently in a custody battle. But I was here, mm-hmm. you know, ready to exchange the baby, you know, with him at the police station. You know, she has the police to be able to corroborate that she was in fact there. She did tell them, you know, the police that she did have a key to the home, okay, um, to his house. She never gave that back, um, you know, just just from, you know, it wasn't something she thought about giving back. Then mm-hmm. she just moved back to Michigan. It's not like she lived in Baltimore and right. needed to get back the key. Um, but she told him, you know, she had traveled back recently to Maryland for an interview at John Hopkins, but her time frame of being there would not she was not there at the day that they determined that he died okay so 
they were like, okay, so you you were back in Michigan at that on that day, and she's mm-hmm. yes, I was just in in you know Maryland for this one interview, and mm-hmm. I went in and came right back. So they check her alibi, um, and they were able to exclude her or not exclude her, but just that but it checked just, out. We've corroborated your alibi. Mm-hmm. And so now they're kind of just, let's go really track down and see if there's any angry clients. They were not able to find any angry clients that, you know, would have caused her death. Mm -hmm. But they also find out that there is this brother, that Deidre has a brother, Mm -hmm. and that he had recently threatened Lonnie. Okay. And so they now are like, okay, well, let's go talk to Deidre's brother and simultaneously remember we said that they went to you know they sent this video footage off to you know get analyzed by the police you Mm -hmm. know by the data team the data team and what they what they find out is or, or when they sit down and analyze that footage they were able to see Lonnie's last moments wow and so you know that was pretty alarming so what they find out is they actually see Wanda leaving Lonnie's home at like on June 19th at 6.45 in the morning. We see her leaving at 1.45 and he leaves shortly after that, like maybe at 7. And at 1.45, someone comes up to the front door and enters the residence with a key. Now, I have to say that when I was looking at this footage, naturally it looked like a woman to me entering into the home but it was i could see it was disguised like yes. they had a hat on they had a hat on baggy clothes i, I mean you could even say okay i don't know who i don't know what gender that person yeah is. that's how i felt mm-hmm. i couldn't tell that it was a woman yeah so um this person enters in at 145 and no one enters or exits the home until 445 Lonnie comes into the garage like he bypasses the front door he enters the garage and minutes later the assailant leaves the home so that same person who was coming in at 145 came out shortly after Lonnie entered the entered the garage now they had on a floppy hat as we said they were definitely trying to conceal themselves um they could see that um that this person was also carrying gloves and a bag Mm. and like literally he arrived home at 4 45 and they suspect that that because of this footage they can nail down that he was probably murdered around 5 p.m on so they had on june 19th so they have like a time, a date, and this all helps. And and so as they're interviewing, so so they they simultaneously there's a lot going on right. in the investigation. So they, they're able to nail down this time of death. They're able to see who came in and out. They go simultaneously. They're talking to Lonnie's uh, to Deidre's brother, and he says, "Hey, yeah, I did have a heated conversation mm-hmm. with with Lonnie. It was but, just a brother defending. Yeah, his it was sister. just yeah. He was just like you know him defending Deidre." But they were able to corroborate that he where he was at the time of the murder, and they're able to rule him out. Yeah, because he was at work, right? Mm-hmm. And so he was, you know, the, it was no way that he would have been able to to have been at the house uh, at four forty five or one forty five or at five p.m. And so they were able to rule him out. 
Mm-hmm. And so then what they do is they want to compare the information now from this video to Deidre's alibi. Okay. All right. And, you know, while they're able to rule out Donnie, you know, they they are able to rule Deidre out because she's saying she wasn't there and she has flight information that's mm-hmm. showing that she got on a flight that, you know, she was supposed to be in whatever place on June 19th. She wasn't, you know, there was no physical evidence to show that she was here. Mm-hmm. But they still just, I, their gut told them that something is it's more, is is up. Stick with your right, gut. exactly. And so... um. Deidre lets them know that when she was in um, Maryland, she had rented a car Mm -hmm. and she had reported, I think the license, when she, you know, turned her car back in, she Mm -hmm. reported that her license plate, the license plate had been removed. Yeah. And she didn't say that to police. She just simply said, I rented a car. Oh, you're right. Mm -hmm. And they went to the rental car place Mm -hmm. and... You know, the rental car, I think, you know, I used to work at a rental car place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have to document all of the things that happened to the car, any dents, any, you know, like anything. So if something went missing, if something was stolen, like all that has to be documented. And so you literally can pull on the Internet, you can pull that car up and it will show you everything about that car. Dents, you know, stolen things, like everything about that vehicle is documented you know, about that car. So they were able to see that, you know, license plate was stolen. Mm-hmm. She reported the license plate stolen when she turned the car back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what she didn't know and take into account is that police can actually, you know, run this like reverse license plates mm-hmm. thing in the, in a, it's called a license plate reader system mm-hmm. where it basically runs the plate and it basically is pinging all this CCTV footage to see like, is this license, this license plate come up? So like when you're, you know, driving down the street, you see a police officer. Um, there's a system that they have in their car that will read your license plate automatically, bring up any information like on your license or your car. Which is why stolen. sometimes they pull you over. Cause right. if you already have some stuff on your license, they're like, Oh yeah, let's pull this person mm-hmm. over. We can give her mm-hmm. a ticket. And she didn't take that into consideration. Right. So they, so somebody, so a police, they get a hit on the morning of June 19th, Mm. a couple of blocks away from the rental. Mm. So, yeah. And, you know, we already have when um, Lonnie leaves the house, he leaves the house around seven ish that morning. Well, there's a hit from a police officer, police officer's, reader system license plate reader system there's a hit that that license plate that she claims was stolen was in the same area well they're able to say okay this license plate that she rented this car and she was in this car was also in the same area that Lonnie was in because he got a hit from the police officer as well as because well. they passed this right, police they passed, officer. And they were able to pull that footage right. up and literally see it. They were able to pull camera footage in that area. Mm-hmm. So the, it, the, it pinged off that like the the um, the police officer's license plate reader system. Mm-hmm. But they were able to go pull, pull the footage. footage to be able to see that basically there's a car that has this stolen license plate on it mm-hmm. that's following Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know if it's her. Right. 
because she claims it was stolen. So she that claims means, it was stolen. So yeah. we just know that that this stolen license plate is on the back, on the on a on a, a car. Right. And so they could tell, like with the footage that MD was just saying, that it was an African American woman in the car. She was short in stature. And so then they go and pull Deidre's cell phone. <laughs> Y'all. And this girl. Deidre. Deidre. Like Deidre did, it's like, you know, she had a plan. She did. She just didn't. But she just did not. Or she no. She had a plan. She just did not take certain things into consideration Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. literally they were able. She was on her cell phone in the car, so they go pull Mm -hmm. cell phone records to see like was her cell phone pinging off of a tower (laughs) near here, and sure enough. Mm-hmm. Cause she made it clear to the police, I was not. There. I was not there on from July. These 17th, were the dates. She said from July seventeenth mm-hmm. until July. I mean June seventeenth mm-hmm. until July fourth. She was mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Michigan. Yes. Okay, so if if that is true, then how is, is her cell phone, phone pinging off of a tower in Baltimore, in Baltimore, Maryland, near blocks away from right. where Lonnie lives? Right. It doesn't make any sense. So they also see that there are multiple calls to a Michigan number and they find out this man's name was Martin Hodder. He was one of Deidre's friends. And when the police went and questioned him, he said, hey, like, I don't know nothing about no murder, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. Deidre asked me to rent her a car because she said she had some things going on and she was unable to do so. So he rents a car from her and he rented her a Chevy Malibu, the same car with the stolen plates. Drop the mic. <laughs> so you're telling me that Deidre rents a car in, in Baltimore, Maryland mm-hmm. when she came for her interview. Mm-hmm. She takes the license plate off of that car, turns it back in, says, hey, the license plate was stolen. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, okay, thanks for letting us know. Right. She takes that license plate, goes back to Michigan, mm-hmm. has her friend rent her a car, mm-hmm. a Chevy Malibu mm-hmm. to be exact. She puts the stolen license plate from the Baltimore um, location mm-hmm. on the Chevy Malibu, drives to Mi- drives to Baltimore, Michigan, uh, Baltimore, Michigan, mm-hmm. Baltimore, Maryland, mm-hmm. in this stolen car. Mm-hmm. I mean, stolen license plate, rented car, rented car. She does all of that. Yes, um, and to boot, like it, it, it gets better. It gets better because you really cannot make this stuff up. She then goes in this Chevy Malibu with the stolen plates. She actually goes in and goes to a storage place that she had already rented before any of this debacle happened, right? But storage facilities have video camera security footage. Like seriously, they and they have to. It is a lot. It is it 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 helps them for liability purposes. Right. So again, she does not take that into account. She drives her little booty up mm-hmm. through the <laughs> storage. And so you, they pull this footage mm-hmm. and you see her drive in. And if there was ever a moment where you weren't sure it was her, <laughs> you know for a fact that it it's is her. her because she gets out of the Malibu with the stolen license mm-hmm. plate on it and is taking things out of her storage mm-hmm. unit and putting mm-hmm. things in her storage unit. Like Deidre. Okay. Deidre, what? Deidre. I mean, that's all I got. Deidre, question mark. I just, how did she think she was going to get away with I it? I don't know. 
And I'm trying to table this as much as I can until takeaway. But right. girl, like, you are killing me. And not that I wanted you to get away with this, but we got to be smarter than that. What is that? You got to be quicker than that. You got to be quicker than that. Well, you know, I think that what we see is that the investigators completely closed in on her. They were able to really kind of wrap this up. They they had all the evidence that they needed. Like, you know, we just did did recently did a case where there wasn't much evidence. Mm-hmm. And here, that is the exact opposite. They had everything. They had all the f- security footage. They had um, the track record with the license plate. They had, you know, they, they had everything that they, they had cell phone phone tower records um the only thing that they didn't have was the actual gun now they do go when they go to arrest um Deidre they do a search of her home and they do find a nine nine millimeter uh handgun Mm -hmm. but the ballistics come back and show that while it is the same weapon used to kill Lonnie it was not the exact weapon used to kill Lonnie okay but they don't need that they they literally don't need that because they have motive um, she was familiar with the layout of the house. She admitted that she had, had a, key a key to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, th- they had all the additional evidence that I've already, like, ran down for you. And so um, they they charged her with murder. And the defense was that there's no evidence in the house that came back to her. And the gun mm-hmm. that was, the gun was n- never found. Right. And the prosecutors, they just had, they just had enough evidence. I mean, they had all the evidence I just the ran. The best out. evidence that like, you could ever if they, have. If they had lost this case, it really was going to be tragic. Right. And so on June 10, 2016, she was found guilty of first degree premeditated murder, use of a handgun and commission of a crime. And um, yeah, she's she, serving life in prison. Yeah. She's eligible for parole in 20 years. Yep. So yeah, and that's that's why we say truth is you know stranger than fiction. Stranger than fiction because why did she think she was ever? I mean, but what's away. what's amazing is first of all, you know, we said this at the top when we talked about you know her. She was a brilliant. She's a very smart woman. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to book smarts, and mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you get those people, they think they are just you know that they're smarter than than the average Joe. Mm-hmm. And here she thought she had outsmarted, you know, her, her you know, the police and but everything she did just was messy and sloppy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, if how did you not know he had security footage and even if you were confident that he didn't shouldn't you still check i'm not trying to help you get away with murder (laughs) right but i just really want to understand some of these things are just like common sense like have you watched the id channel at At all all. deidre Deidre, do you (laughs) listen to true crime at all Deidre. but thank god she didn't because she was found guilty and she is rightfully where she belongs absolutely It's the takeaways for me. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> Our favorite part of the show and what most people have told us is theirs. So our takeaway, my takeaway, this is MD. My takeaway for this case is pretty simple. Like know who you're getting in a relationship with. You know, while we did talk about how Lonnie, you know, didn't want to be in a like marriage, he knew that and, and, and how, you know, things that you don't plan happen and you 
you know, just because you didn't plan for a kid doesn't mean you shouldn't be involved. We kind of talked about that in mm-hmm. during the case. But I think, you know, we can go back, you know, just even a few steps before that, just to say that, like, she should have known he never wanted a kid. And it was obvious that she did because she went and sought out, could she have a kid? That's how she knew she had endometriosis. That's how she was about to go get a hysterectomy. And I think that if there is that you need to, and this is also why it's important to know yourself before you get into a relationship, because you need to know what your wants, your desires are prior to getting into and your, you know, what needs you need to have met. Because once you get into a relationship, sometimes you, if you're not strong enough, Though your wants and desires morph into that person's wants and desires, and so then and and you it a uh, kind of like you'll play yourself to believe that that's really what you want, but in reality, you know you want something different. Mm-hmm. And I guess you know at the end of the day, she should have never been with Lonnie. Lonnie never wanted a baby. He never wanted kids. He never wanted a marriage. And I think that you know if she had been with somebody that that's what they wanted things could have looked different you know it's for everybody involved like you know so that's I think my takeaway in this case is you know find know yourself find out what it is that you want out of a relationship and then get with somebody whose wants and desires align with your own Mm -hmm. you know And, and I mean obviously even when you don't do that it should not result in murder obviously But, you know, Deidre was crazy. So, you know, you again, get with somebody that aligns. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think far too often that happens a lot with people. Um, and it doesn't end in murder. But here you are stuck inside of a relationship um, that was never for you. Right. It was never for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but my takeaway is... I really believe that Deidre just thought she was smarter than everybody. And (laughs) she did. She felt like that she could, I feel like she confidently felt like she could get away with this murder. Um, And it's, I mean, it's seen in everything that she did, you know, from the time she sat down with the police officers and her initial interview when they showed up on July 4th, she was confidently telling them things um, because she felt like I'm gonna get away with this. I, yeah. I switched the plates. I I had a, a I had somebody else rent this I car had, for me. Yeah, I had somebody else rent the car. I was in camouflage. Like can't nobody say that it was me. Um, and I just think that you know what that book smarts, intellectually smart, is a good thing. It's a blessing from the Lord. But that does not mean that your sins will not find you out. And ultimately, you know, the biggest loser in this whole entire case is their son. He lost. And she was so selfish that she couldn't even do what was fair for her son. Because he was not asking for a lot. He was simply saying, I don't want a romantic relationship with you, but I want to see my son. I want a co-parent. I want a co-parent. I don't want full custody. I just want to, I want to have visitation. I'll come down there and get them. We meet at a common place that's safe. You know, that's all I want. And because she didn't get her way, she was so controlling, so selfish. um, She wasn't thinking about the best interests of her son. And he suffers. He suffers the most. He suffers the most. I mean, you know, 
the Lonnie's family they suffer because they they no longer have their 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 brother their son you know uh, but then the child literally now doesn't have either parent you know one is dead and one is in jail right and and for what because you didn't want him to have a relationship with his dad right and that's literally your reason that, I didn't that, want him yeah. and he didn't want me anymore, he didn't want so. me he wanted you he wanted he you he didn't want me he didn't want me and so for that I killed him wow what a story you'll have to tell you tell your son when he gets older I mean I'm sure it won't be the truth but you know that is just I mean that to me I we we just did a bonus episode on something completely different but the basis of what we talked about on our bonus episode is that when you're a parent you have to sacrifice your wants and needs and desires and sometimes that means being with the father and or mother of your children you have to sacrifice that because if they don't want that you need to be okay with it right. and say, I need to co-parent for the ultimate good of my child. Absolutely. It's not about you anymore. Right. And I mean, not just when you're getting a divorce or you're in a relationship that doesn't ever work out. Mm-hmm. Like even when you're married, even me in a married relationship is not about when I, when I gave birth to my first son, it no longer became just about me and my mm-hmm. husband. Mm-hmm. It became about my child mm-hmm. and what is the what is the best thing that I can do for my child? Like, right, and so his needs his are are gonna come before mine, mm-hmm. you know. And and sometimes I'm gonna have to sacrifice. And I say sometimes, and I mean most times. Most I time. sacrifice sleep almost every night. Yeah. Of these kids. When's the last time you got eight hours? Of sleep? I don't even know. I'm trying yeah. to get five. That's it. Yeah. I'm struggling though. I feel you. I'm right there with you, sister. So that is our case. case. Yeah, that's our case. So if you enjoy our show, please rate and review. Be sure to come back next week. Make sure you leave us um, a review on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music. I mean, we're on everything. There's no excuses. (laughs) There is. And share for sure. Please share. Yes, please share. Please share. Because you never know. Like, I actually had somebody who told me our episode helped them to get out of this kind of situationship they were in oh that's awesome come on take away come on take away that's why i said it's the takeaways for me (laughs) it's the takeaway but yes tune in next week for another episode of murder in the black we'll see you guys next week